You're listening to the Second Opinion Podcast. This podcast has been brought to you by Second Opinion Productions. Gaming is our passion. Podcasting is our profession. Check us out at Cineleaks.com. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Second Opinion Podcast, episode 246. It is your boy, Celeb, back again, joined by my partner, Crime Bolts. What's up, bro? What is up, Doc? Good to be back on the podcast. It's podcast day, baby. Woo! PC in the house. Oh my god, man. So we're gonna start with you, Bolts. We're gonna get into it. We got a pretty good episode of you. I don't wanna go first. (sighs) Okay. I always go first, even in the relationship. I get mine first and then I'm I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Um so as you heard at the beginning of the episode, I'm gonna try to start doing things a little different on the podcast. We got the intro at the beginning now and settle in the middle. Um and um we're just doing Things different. I always like changing the podcast up and trying to get a format that really works well for us. Um, he has no idea. <laughs> over the years, it's changed a lot. Let's say that. So, um, as I said, uh, it's it's going to be a good episode, and uh, you can actually check this podcast out on Cineleaks.com. Also, check it out on Spotify, Google Podcast, iTunes and anchor um so we're going to be working on some stuff in the next uh, couple of months me and bolts are going to be working on some content going to be trying to get ready for some events coming up that me and bolts may be going to together i'm pretty excited i know he is as well he's very excited about it so um i guess i'll go first drinking and gaming so drinking today so i've been drinking a lot of (laughs) (laughs) Uh, drinking today I am drinking New Belgian's Belgian Reserve Honey Orange Triple. It is a Belgian style. It is a Belgian (laughs) style ale brewed with wild African honey and fresh ground uh, Seville Orange Peel. And it is actually a really good beer. It's about 10% alcohol, uh, best served at about 50 degrees. And uh, (laughs) it is really, really good. I'm pretty surprised by it. I have a friend of mine in this town, and both of his sons work for New Belgian Brewery, and when they come into town, they always bring him all this beer, and he usually, uh, whatever he doesn't drink, he just brings it up there to me because he's an awesome guy. So I'm trying this one out. Last week we tried out another beer that they brought. Um, But this week, I think this one's doing me pretty good. Gaming-wise, I've been playing a lot of Mortal Kombat recently, of course because of Mortal Kombat 11 Reveal, which we'll be talking about a little bit more in just a bit. Um, but I've also been playing more Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, I can't get away from it. I can't. Help me, Bolts. Help me, <laughs> please. <laughs> I have Assassin's Creed Odyssey that I really need to start playing. I'm probably, I think I'm going to just like get myself out of it. And I'm going to, after the podcast, I'm going to sit down and play some Odyssey. You know what, you know what would help you? And the, but this would be the most awful thing to do. <laughs> no, I can't do it. What? No, you're gonna say delete it off of my console. Uninstall. No, I can't too. do it. I can't. <laughs> well, I beat it, and I'm I'm playing a certain part. I don't want to ruin it for anybody. If you still hadn't beat it yet, but um, at, I'm at a certain part in the game, and I still have a lot of a couple of side missions and stuff to do. So it's just weird. I don't know. 
Um, the online play is okay. It seems like the community is just, I don't know why, but like I, I, Rockstar is supporting it. And there's a good chunk of people that'll jump into the modes. Um, but I think more or less right now, I just need a couple more people to, to start my posse with because it's more or less, it's not that there's a, not a lot of people online. It's just they're only online at certain times. So with GTA online, it's like there's people online. 24 7 it's because you have a hundred million things you can do yeah. compared to what you can do in red dead but you think it's i think it's just because it's just the start of it i think they're trying I, to I add don't. more into it i so. don't because only only for the fact that it's you it's, hate no, no no it has nothing to do with that i mean yes i don't like them but yeah. with with horses and and wagons and six shooters you can only go so far as your online play yeah i i agree with that but you know it's just uh it's a little bit of a different it's a different feel of game, and I'm still enjoying it, but as I said, uh, there's a lot of games coming up soon, um, so uh, I think after the podcast, I'm going to sit down with Assassin's Creed Odyssey to see if I can at least put a couple, two to three hours into it, so uh, what about you, Bolts? What have you been drinking, and what have you been gaming? What has Bolts been drinking? Bolts has been trying to drink more healthy. Yeah. Yeah, I've, yeah. Um, I um I had a Dr Pepper the other day at the movies. I only drank half of that, uh, uh, but for yeah. the most part, as you're distracting me with your TikTok <laughs> over there, um, I've been drinking quite a bit of water. Um, quite uh, they've got these uh, no calorie, no carb drinks called sparkling ice, fruit flavored drinks. Um, I usually buy about ten of those, and I finish off about three a day. Yeah. Um, so that's what I've been drinking. Um, not a lot of alcohol, a lot of nothing else. Just trying to stay out of the sugar. Um, and what have I been gaming? Um, I've been gaming a lot of Black Ops 4. Um, you know, I picked it up, what, maybe about a month ago or so. Um, I've already prestige into, um, I've already got my first prestige and so on and so forth. Um, I really, I'm really enjoying the online play. It's, 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 it's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Fast paced. Yeah. Up and down, all around, um, and of course, I'm still playing Legends. Um, that's that's my go-to game. Yeah. When I'm just running around, not doing anything, while I'm driving down the road. And you're six four. Yeah, for sure. Driving down the road in my six five. Right. But that's about it, man. Okay. I've I've been playing a few things here and there off my Game Pass. Um, I downloaded a few things, played them, deleted them, downloaded them, deleted them, played them, played them, deleted them, so on and so forth. It's kind of um, what I do with PlayStation Now right now. I've been like I've been playing a couple of games, and I'll I'll be like at first I'm into it. I'm like, yeah, bro. I can't. So um, last yeah. last yesterday when I was here, I downloaded Mass Effect. Did you really? I did. So when I'm next, probably next Wednesday when I come over here, or whenever the next time I come over here, and I got and I've got a, <laughs> about six to seven hours to spare, I'll dive right into Jesus it. Jesus Christ! <laughs> it's starting again. <laughs> God. Um, all right, so um, that's our drinking and gaming out of the way. Moving down into video games coming soon. As of today, Ace Combat 7 Skies Unknown is available for PS4 and Xbox One. Also PC. Um, and a lot of people seem to be pretty excited about it. I don't know. It's got, a, it's got uh, pretty positive reviews for the most part. I lost interest in flight simulators way back in my PC days. When I got, when I got to a console, I didn't play them. 
It's maybe because I didn't have a flight stick and stuff like that. That's probably why. <laughs> it's a different. It's a different um, style of game whenever you don't have a flight stick. It is. Um, it is. It absolutely is. Because I played one. I played uh, flighty. I, I can't remember what flying simulator it was, <clears throat> but I played one um, whenever I was younger with a flight stick, and it was just. It really puts you into the game. Uh, but, you know, with this, uh, you can use the PlayStation VR and the move controls and stuff like that. So, I don't know. Maybe that would be a little bit of a different. No, I'm different, good. You don't think I, you I don't do that? Do, I, don't, I don't like VR, so. You don't like anything, Bolt. Yes, I do. What do you like? Assassin's Creed Odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> Mass Effect. Here we go. Black Ops 4. Oh. Anyways, whatever, Bolts. You stay to your little corner. Kingdom Hearts 3 is coming out. I like that. Oh, yeah, true. Jump Force, I'm going to like that. Okay, okay. Stop proving yourself right. Anthem. Fuck Anthem. Anthem. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, go ahead. Oh, man. All right, so Resident Evil 2 comes out January 25th Uh, for PS4, Xbox One, PC. I'm obviously excited. Um, Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out on the 29th for PS4, Xbox One, PC. Jump Force comes out on the 15th. Um, and actually, tonight, uh, if you have a chance, there is an open beta for Jump Force at 9 p.m. tonight on Xbox One and PC and PS4. I'm going to go in uh, and download it and give it a shot. And uh, I played it at E3, and it was just... I think it was just because I was at that at the event. It, I was kind of like, oh, it's, it's okay, it's good. But... I didn't really uh, uh, give it enough time. So, uh, Crackdown 3 comes out February 15th as well for Xbox One and PC. Anthem comes out on the 22nd for PC, uh, Xbox One, and PS4. And then the big boy, Metro Exodus, comes out February 15th, PS4, Xbox One, PC. Uh, and Devil May Cry 5, March 8th for Xbox One, PS4, and PC. Got some good shit coming, bro. We got some really good stuff coming, man. So, uh, pretty excited about it. So, we're going to go ahead and move down into the gaming news. So, first and foremost, we got some pretty awesome stuff to talk about. Mortal Kombat 11, the reveal event happened yesterday, uh, and it was a pretty great event. It has been officially announced that there will be 25 day one characters in the game. Uh, There will be the characters that were shown off yesterday were Raiden, Scarlet, Baraka, Sonya, Scorpion, Sub-Zero, and Garrus. So, Bolts, real quick, let's talk about the characters. First, before we move into the character slots that were revealed, let's talk about the characters that were actually shown off. Out of the seven characters that were shown off at the event, what was your favorite characters and why? Oh, Sub-Zero, always. Sub-Zero and Baraka are my two favorite characters yeah. in the Mortal Kombat universe. Um, Sub-Zero, it's classic. Um, I like anything that has to do with freezing. So, um, and, and Baraka is just that just that mainstay, that, yeah. that that whole, that Mortal Kombat feel. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got, the, he's got the knives, he's got the teeth, he's got the look. He's just he's fucking brutal as shit. Yeah. Um. So, I, I th- those two will always always be my favorite. So, okay. Um. 
Well, I think my two favorites that I saw yesterday uh, have to be Scarlet and Scorpion. Um, <clears throat> I love Sub-Zero. I love Baraka. love all the characters that were shown. But um, Scorpion is just, he is like my, he, it was either Scorpion or Sub-Zero. That's what we always used to play, especially on uh, Mortal Kombat Ultimate 3 or Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3, whatever, however you want to say it. Right. Um, but it, uh, he looks so amazing. His play style was so smooth. The graphics, bro, the graphics of this game. I don't understand how they constantly are making it better and better and better. You know what I'm saying? Um, we go from, and it's like NetherRealm's is so smart. They improve the game throughout not just this series, but through the Injustice series as well. It's like a testing tool for everything. We saw that with Mortal Kombat 9, and then you had Injustice Gods Among Us, and then you had Mortal Kombat XL, uh, or X, and then you had Injustice 2, and now we're having Mortal Kombat 11. So as these games, as the studio has worked on these games, they've implemented new things into the into their fighting games and continuously used those, not just in one, but both series. Um, so you see Scorpion not just improve, um, you know, in his in his moves, in his play style, and with all these characters, you see the graphics improve, you see the playability improve, you see something. It's like every time they come out with a new fighting game, there's something new that just makes you go, "Wow, holy crap! How are they getting better at this?" Um, so that's at this point. Um, Scorpion is, like I said, he's just like, he's my character that just, I hold up high. Uh, but Scarlet as well. I love the introduction of Scarlet in Mortal Kombat 9. I thought she was a fantastic character. And now, uh, she's kind of come into her own and they're making her, uh, even more crazy than what she was previously. And even having one of these, one of these finishers to where she pulls all the blood out of your body and makes these like spears with it and shoves it into your body and stuff it was so freaking cool man it was such an awesome fatality um but moving on from that there's a total of 25 character slots in the game uh and it looks uh it looks to be something pretty fantastic <clears throat> i'm pretty excited about it but bolts seems to think there should have been more characters there sh there should have been and in 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 my in my idea there should have been you you have a chance to you you you've got these discs that can hold amount a godly amount of data data and gigabytes and whatnot and you have such a vast universe that is the Mortal Kombat universe there's so many fighters and i know they're going to have DLCs and um DLCs where you can go out and buy more characters and outfits and shit like that and i and as you play through the game, I don't know if there's anything, any characters that you unlock. I'm sure there will be, of course, but they'll probably be the bosses, you know, if they're not, if they're not um, automatically released, you know. Yeah. So I just, I just think 25 characters. Out of, out of all the characters that we've we we've seen and we've played with over the the span of 20 years, it feels like 30 years of it, maybe even. It just, it just. 25 just doesn't do it justice okay I, I i wanted more i wanted variety you know and and it's like i said you know yes smash brothers smash brothers is going to have a total of 75 characters yes you got to play through the game to unlock some of those but the starting roster i guarantee you is 30 40 50 characters maybe i don't know, you know it's, it's, but i know like in the last one it started out with there was a total of 
um, I think there was a start out of like 20 something characters mm-hmm. or something. Um, and at the end in Mortal Kombat XL, there was like 33 characters available. So I just think 33 characters is more than enough. And when it comes down to this, I think they're going to do the same exact thing. They're going to have, uh, they're going to have two character passes or you can buy like an ultimate character pass, um, that that gets you uh, like eight more characters, so they'll have a total of like thirty-two characters or something like that. So I don't know. Just me personally, I think that's enough. You can be content with your twenty-five characters. I I I, I just think with the, with what what we have available as a console and a disc and as gigabytes and data <laughs> and storage and shit like that, twenty-five is is subpar. I just for don't what... think we'll see something like that. Oh. I don't. I, I honestly, bro. I don't think we will see these massive, massive, like massive character rosters in a big graphically powered game like Mortal Kombat until like the next gen consoles. Whenever they have a a Blu-ray disc that does a hundred gigabytes at a time, it, to me, <clears throat> it, it makes no sense. Then. Because 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 Why? ultimate ultimate Mortal Kombat three the trilogy had had if not more characters than this and that no. was a Super Nintendo yes no it didn't bro I, I I'll look it up real quick but keep keep pro- trying to prove me wrong look it up okay is, is twenty five characters is not enough Why because because there should be more you 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 have an entire twenty years two decades of characters that you could bestow upon the people who go out and buy your game religiously. Mm-hmm. And you give them 25 characters and then make them go out and buy what? How, how many more? How many characters is that? Eight. Eight more characters is what they would have to buy probably. Exactly. Yeah. It ain't nothing but a money-grabbing scheme. It's bullshit. Yeah. Look at that list. That's a lot of people there. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of people there. But at the same time, bro, you also have to t- compare the graphical presence, the the playability. You had two modes in the game. You had you had like one player mode, which was a tower mode, and mm-hmm. you had two player mode, and that was it. Okay. In this mode, not only do you have a story mode, which is a great dynamic story. Don't try to disprove me on it because it is. I've been playing I'm, it I'm, since. I don't give a shit about the story. I know, but look, most of the times you do. Not this no fighting game, I but don't. But, bro, what I'm getting at is most of the times whenever fighting games come down with a story, they're always shit. Almost every time. And NetherRealm Studios is one of the only studios out there that has consistently pushed out fighting games that not just have great fighting mechanics and graphics and playability. It has a great story. And Injustice is one of those things. They did a unbelievable job on Injustice 1 and Injustice 2. And the fact of the matter that they put a dynamic story mode in Mortal Kombat 9 and it is stretched across three games is really great. And that's one of the best things about the game is the story. The fighting game, I love it, bro. I love it. I love, you know, out of anyone, you should know that you and me and Dara and TJ and all of us, we love fighting games. There is nothing more than we love than fighting games. But the fact that they add that story really makes it even a bigger package for me. But in this game, you're going to have your single-player mode, which is the story mode. You're going to have your versus mode. You're going to have, like, test your luck, just like in any other mode. You're going to have an online mode where you can play ranked play, unranked play, whatever. 
You're going to have your tower mode. You're going to have all different types of mode. And what I was about to move into, you're not just going to have the normal run-of-the-mill, oh, well, I can choose a different character customization with his costume. They're bringing in the customization that they had in Injustice 2 to where not only can you customize a character's color, you can literally make that character your own by going through the story and playing online. You unlock more unique items for your character. So like with Scorpion, I could change his masks like a multitude of different masks. I could change his swords. I could change his spears. I could change his claws. A lot of the stuff that you add in too can help your character online. It can identify you as a character compared to someone else. So they're adding all this other stuff. And yes, their character roster isn't, you know, 50 characters, but they're adding all this other content to to cover up for that. How many how many gigabytes did uh, did Red Dead take you to download? Red Dead took a hundred hundred and nine. So you gigabytes. think you think this game right now with all the modes is going to be a hundred gigabytes worth of data? No, I don't. Oh, exactly. Yeah, but so so what? You why would I'm glad it's not going to be a hundred gigabytes worth of data. It's probably going to be about forty nine gigabytes worth of data. But that's manageable for a studio, bro. I'm just saying, you think about it like this. Think about all the other content that they would have to add in or whatever else, okay? Yes, any studio now, especially with fighting game, fighting games as in general, they're going to have a character pass. Almost every time it is guaranteed mm-hmm. that every studio nowadays will do a character pass. If I have done it before and I'll do it again, I was a fucking dumbass for believing that Capcom cared uh, about, uh, you know, their, their, in the aspect of the Street Fighter genre. I wouldn't even say it was Capcom. If anything, it was like PlayStation trying to make Street Fighter an exclusive. When they launched Street Fighter V, it was a fucking garbage heap, was it not? That was a joke, It bro. was a beautiful game. But I, I was I not delusional when you came over? There was five fucking characters. You're like, that's it. I'm like, oh, there's more coming in the next couple of days. You're like, how much you pay for this, Caleb? I'm like, uh, like seventy nine dollars. Mm-hmm. Why did I pay that much for that? Because I was blinded by it. But in this aspect, I know what I'm getting with NetherRealm Studios. I know it's going to be a quality fighting game. It absolutely will. It absolutely the, the game itself will be will be miraculous. It will be phenomenal. It will be amazing. I think they should have gave us more. Well, agree to disagree, Bolt. <laughs> <laughs> I just... You know, you look at these games that, you know, d- download at 100 gigabytes, you got Rockstar who's got this massive massive yeah but it's a completely different but style the, of game I'm not, bro. I'm not comparing the games i'm comparing what you can put on a disc and what you can yes, do it i know but most of the times it's not what you put on a disc most of the times like most of these blu-rays only carry about 25 gigabytes worth of data that's the reason why all the rest of the stuff is downloaded in a patch to your console very right so my save data right now i've already had to delete a multiple thing I deleted Fallout 76 the other day. I'm going to try to go back to it. No, they do I all these. I, I know, but listen, I I have integrity in the aspect of whenever I write something into a review and I say I'm going to go back and play it, I will go back and play it whenever they do all these updates and add more stuff to it. But in that perspective, when you have games like Rockstar's Red Dead Redemption 2 that I will say 
put a lot of judge put a lot of change in my mind of what my game of the year consideration was because I hadn't when I chose God of War as game of the year on the second opinion podcast I hadn't completely beat Red Dead Redemption 2 now that I've beat Red Dead Redemption 2 it's like it's put a lot of confusion in my head about if I actually made the right choice for game of the year because Red Dead is just it's not a game it is a it's an experience it, it's an experience you know and I I honestly believe that God of War is in the same genre yes it was a smaller game but it really just shook me when I played that game because it was so different from previous God of War games so I'm going to stick with my decision of God of War being game of the year because I made that decision I got to stick by it but I'm going to tell you right now that game right there is going is unbelievable and leading back into what we're talking about with with that being said I think the NetherRealm Studios has really poured their heart and soul into this game I think they are making this probably one of the best Mortal Kombat's year to date. And I, I think you you even can agree on that. You think it's going to be a great game. We watched the fatalities, the gameplay. Just uh, let's move into that real quick because we can talk about this all day. What did you think about the new style of fatalities? Because there's no longer an X-ray. It's a fatal blow, and you can only use it like once a match. Oh, I, I mean, I liked it. I mean, I mean it just—it it reminds me a lot of the X-ray. Of course, you're going to use it one time. Yeah. Um, I have no qualms about about the style of play. It looks—it looks great. It looks amazing. Yeah. So now, I mean, with that big of a change, though, too, because remember, in the previous two, you could you just build up an X-ray, you can use it. Build up an X-ray, you can use it. Now, this time, you build up that fatal boom, or actually, the fatal the fatal hit, or whatever it is. Um, it is a it is something that usually only builds up and charges when you are down to like 25% life mm -hmm. or 30% life. Um, so you can either just try to like if Bolt is playing me and Bolt has that, he can either try to just beat me with his normal skill or he can try and take a good chunk of my life away with that fatal boom or fatal hit or whatever. I got, I'm an idiot and I forgot the name of it, but um he can he can take my life away with that fatal hit. Um, now, with that being said, that's literally it's not just once uh, once a uh, a round. It's only once a match. So you cannot use it again that entire match, um, which I think is fantastic. It's a really big change, um, and I think it's going to uh, not only make not only make the game more interesting, but make you make you strategize a lot more than you have in previous Mortal Kombat games. Um, now, another thing too is uh, something I noticed in the the game is that they have a more kind of like up close and personal gameplay style. There's times that like as you're playing, the camera will kind of like pop up close to you if you land a a pretty heavy hit. 
it'll go into like a cutscene where he's like ripping your skin away from your arm, or if somebody is like doing a type of fatal hit on you or whatever, it'll kind of zoom in and things will get kind of like doomy and gloomy behind you. Uh, what did you think about that addition? Do you think that just kind of adds to the cinematic style of gameplay? Yeah, yeah, it just adds to the experience of the fighting. You know, you 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 lay a big blower here and there or something like that. Yeah. It just puts you front row and center. Yeah. Um, so also in the story, uh, the story is a continuation, as I said, from the previous two, um, and Raiden is now the dark Raiden, uh, and he will do whatever he has to do, uh, to save Earthrealm. Um, and it looks to be pretty fantastic. There's also, um, a, a big, there's this big thing about, you know, the time and, uh, how, I'm guessing we're going to see uh, Liu Kang maybe redeem himself because Liu Kang in the previous um, uh, Mortal Kombat became the ruler of the underworld. So I'm pretty excited, uh, as you guys can tell. So um, PS4 and Xbox One owners who pre-order the game uh, will automatically have access to the beta March 28th. But us at Cinelinks, we're going to try to see if we can get some beta codes uh, to stream the game and maybe even give a couple of the beta codes away. I don't know exactly what we have planned as of yet, but I'm excited for what we are going to do. Um, so, and Bolts can just get over the 25 character roster. No, I'm just kidding, bro. <laughs> well, yeah, I have to get over it because that's what they're going to release. <laughs> okay, well, we talked about this the other day about the characters. We talked about this with my boy TJ, T Sprite Sprite. Spray, spray. Shout out. Uh, <laughs> so we talked about this with TJ the other day. Um, now that the, the reveal has happened, uh, do you still see some of your characters that you wanted coming to the... I don't know. It depends on, it depends on what 25 they use. I mean, uh, are they going to stick to the classics? Or are they going to mix classics with some of the new booties? Or you know, I would really like to see them add a bunch of classics. Like, bro, Noob Cybot. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Rain. Oh, yes, Rain. Rain. You know, the Rain was in what? Was Rain was only... No, Rain is in X. Is he? Yeah, he's in X. Um, now, uh, oh, who else did they have? Oh, man, I can't even think of the name now. I'm blank. Um, but I don't want to see, like, Goro. Uh, and You'll see them. They'll be there. I don't want to see him there, bro. I want to see some of these other old-school guys, maybe some new faces. You'll, 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 have, you'll have all your bosses, of course, available to play after you unlock them and play through the game and beat them and whatnot. Yeah. Um. So we'll just see. Yeah, we'll see. Goku, Ultra Instinct. Wow. <laughs> What color hair is that one? It's a silver hair. That's right. That's right. All right. So uh, next up, Days Gone, um, uh, the uh, <laughs> the game by Ben Studio that we have been waiting on for quite some time. Um, just released a in-game gameplay video talking about uh, Farewell Wilderness. Um, so me and Bolts watch this and it was uh, you know the video is based and i guess the game itself is based in in oregon um and uh, the game does release on april 26th there's a collector's edition for 139.99 uh, it looks to be a pretty awesome collector's edition it comes with six pins four decals a still book physical soundtrack 48 page mini art book also comes with a big a pretty nice little statue of the main character and his bike uh, with a zombie next to him. I probably won't be getting collector's edition. 
Uh, it's been a bit since this game has been announced. So I will probably just be getting a regular version of this game. Um, but I am very excited about it. Um, and uh, Bolts. From the video that we watched earlier, uh, talked about the Freakers, which are the zombies. It also talked about the Marauders, which are the um, the just normal human enemies. Um, it talked about the animals that you could face off, like bears and cougars and stuff like that. What do you think about the game? Um, I, I mean, it, it looks like it's going to be a good game. Um, you know, it got that big old big old zombie horde feel to it, which I think will, will add a different dynamic aspect of it. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, you know, it's going to be based up in Oregon. It's kind of funny though. If it, it reminds me a lot of the way far cry five was up yeah. in that wilderness, the bears, the animals, of course, you know, there's no zombies in far cry, but, um, well, I mean, if you count the people on bliss, bro, the angels, good Lord. Um, but you know, it, it's, it's got that big wilderness feel the, um, just, just out and about doing your thing, run up on some zombies. It looks like it's going to be a whole lot of fun. Yeah, it does. It really does. Uh, and I have to agree with bolts. I think it is going to be a, I think it's going to be a pretty good game. Um, and I think it is going to be something different now. <sighs> this is going to shock bolts. I kind of feel like it since it's been put off so much. It's starting to be forgotten by fans. Um, I saw somebody post about it the other day, kind of jokingly, but it was, I think they were pretty serious. Uh, they had stated that um, they were like, you know, oh, you know, Days Gone is still coming out. I totally forgot about that game. So I don't know, man. I'm kind of worried that it's, um, I know it's just now January, but I really hope they ramp up their. Um, their merchandise and their, um, their, I guess, PR for this game pretty, pretty heavy because this is supposed to be a PlayStation exclusive and it doesn't, it still doesn't really seem like it's getting a lot of traction. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Once they delayed it, since it is a third party, no, you know, it's, it's going to lose some, it's a third party. I mean, it's exclusive for y'all to, to, to me. It's not, it's not one of those mainstream games that you see. You know, like your 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 um, the Last of Us and God of War and stuff like that. Yeah, it's still an exclusive, but it's been delayed for so long that absolutely people are you know have slowly slowly forgotten about it. And why they forget about this? You have an you have amazing games coming out left and right that's slowly going to put this game on the back burner. So, yeah. so we're gonna see how it goes with Days Gone. So it has been announced for Elder Scrolls Online that Elsewhere is coming June fourth. Uh, Season of Dragons. Um, and uh, elsewhere is the Khajiit homeland. This is something that fans have been asking for for quite some time. Um, but I got to admit, man, I have to say and agree with a couple people that I saw online. I think it's so cool that they're bringing this content to uh, they're bringing this content to Elder Scrolls Online. But just like a lot of people have said with some of these wow trailers and everything else, just bring out an Elder Scrolls movie. Bring out an Elder Scrolls CGI movie that's done by the studio um, and maybe produced by another big Hollywood studio or something like that. I would go watch that like tomorrow. Um, it, these CGI trailers that they release for these games are just unbelievable. Um, and the the trailer shows off a Khajiit and um, I guess a some wizard, but it also shows off these crazy ass 
elder dragons, I guess. And uh, they, I mean, they're huge, dude. They they look just unbelievable and fantastic. The color of the game looks just really, really good. And, uh, you know, of course, whenever they do take these photos and stuff like that, they are they're set a certain way to make the game just look really, really good. But just the fact that that Zenimax Online has really been pushing this content and really supporting it, even though at first it started out pretty slow, is just great to see. And um, Bolts, what do you think about the release of another DLC for the... I don't uh, give a shit. Um <laughs> It's 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 an MMO. Um, I'm I'm not real big on MMOs, so it it doesn't really whether it's WoW, whether it's Elder Scrolls Online, whether it's you know just I I, I don't like MMOs. I never have, never will. Um, so I mean, congratulations to the people that play this. Um, yay. Um, but I really don't care. It's just, You're I, fucking ridiculous. I am not yeah, ridiculous. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for Elder Scrolls 6 to come out and, and be done with it, you know? What if they come out and announce that Elder Scrolls 6 is a single-player MMO? Then I will wait for Starfield. <laughs> and what if they say the same thing? No, no I've already <laughs> said it. No, bro. Oh, my God. Well, I, I'm excited about the... I, I'm excited for the community. Uh, I don't particularly plan on playing it but you never know uh elder scrolls online is um free um it, it was i downloaded it with playstation plus um so boom shakalaka i may play it i don't have know. fun Just depends. um so pretty big news right here uh something that a lot of players have been waiting on for quite some time uh psionics Rocket League is now fully cross-platform playable. Um, Rocket League can now be played across the board from PS4 to Xbox One to PC and to Nintendo. So um, this is a, a pretty big thing. It's something that Psionics uh, has actually had in the game for some time uh they've talked about it for years they've talked about cross-platform play and just waited on sony um and it's uh it's gonna happen it's available i think as of now through the um it says the games entering the playstation cross-platform beta program ps4 players can join the fray along with steam nintendo switch xbox one and jump into random matchmaking in all online arenas including casual competitive and extra modes so um i think this is a pretty big deal i know i don't i don't think you really care right bolts i guess uh no um i'm actually really 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 happy that this there's a game out there that's fully cross-platform okay. um good job gaming world gaming industry all you all you mainstream folks that's in steam and switch and one and ps4 it's about time y'all screwed your freaking heads out of your asses um no this is this is great this is awesome um i'm not a big rocket league fan but the cross platform across every system that's 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 where it's at that's what needs to be happening so yes that's awesome um moving on to something a little bit more serious um i'm not going to get into the all all the details of it but i think me and bulls just kind of want to kind of wanted to talk about it and 
it's just a weird situation. So Gearbox and its former lawyer are suing each other, um, and it's starting to get a, a pretty bad situation now. So uh, most of these topics that we're talking about today are from VG247, so shout out to them. Um, but it is a definite crazy thing. It says, according to court documents from a suit filed by Gearbox Software in November 2018, the firm's lawyer of eight years, Wade Callender, is accused of fraud and breach of fidicure uh, exactly <laughs> whatever duties, uh, using the corporate credit card for personal usage and other financial wrongdoings. At the same point, per documents, he's also borrowed money from Gearbox for a home loan and destroyed evidence of the agreement. Calendar filed his own counter lawsuit against Gearbox in December, alleging Gearbox CEO Randy Pitchford received a secret $12 million bonus from the publisher, um, from publisher Take-Two Interactive as an uh, advance against Borderlands profits. Um, the advance was paid to Pitchford's personal limited liability company, Pitchford Entertainment Media Magic, LLC. The advance said Calendar uh, was being siphoned to Randy Pitchford's personal account instead of funding Borderland development and providing some of the royalties to the Gearbox staff. He also accused Pitcher of violating a contract regarding to the real estate company that he had owned and various Gearbox company contracts. In response to the suit, Gearbox representatives sent the following statement. The allegations made by the disgruntled former employee are absurd with no basis in, rea uh, in reality or law. We are looking forward to addressing the um, lawsuit in court and have no further comment at this time. Another accusation in the court documents um, made a made by Calendar regarding the information of pornographic content on a USB stick Pitchford accidentally left at a restaurant. Leaving the USB stick at a restaurant was discussed by Pitchford back in December when he recorded on the Piff podcast. During this podcast, which was recorded before Calendar filed his lawsuit, Pitch Pitchford revealed the content on the USB, the type of it was a type of pornographic material. He also revealed how he was able to retrieve the USB from medieval times from a medieval times waiter who found it. In the court documents, Calendar accused Pittsford of being in possession of underage pornography content. However, in the podcast, the accused explained the pornographic file was a cam girl uh, performing um, certain things on herself and she was 18 years old which falls under the barely legal porn genre <sighs> there's more hang on which <laughs> which reached uh, for comments at that point in time randy is shocked by the misinterpretation and allegations brought up by former friend and colleague to whom he extended his personal fund personal funds multiple times to help him purchase a home a car and even fully finance his tuition and expenses uh, for an executive MBA at Pepperdine, which I guess is just some company he worked for. Um, on the 11th, Pitchford commented on Twitter and said, um, the attacks made by my former friend and colleague have no basis of reality and law. He simply is trying to shake me down for money. He will win... 
Uh, or he said, I'm sorry. He said, we will win, but because lawsuits are pending, I can't comment as much as I'd like. I'm shocked by his lies. Thanks for your love and support. Uh, as a father, I find the crimes against children to be especially repugnant. Uh, it is very painful that the former that my former friend and colleague would lie and try to associate me with such vile behavior uh, in such a in a chase for his own greed. Um, now, this is a pretty big situation. Um, I don't really know exactly where this is going to go. All I can say is if the man does have underage pornography in his in his possession, he needs to burn at the fucking stake. Yeah. That's pretty much all I got to say about that. Regardless regardless of any other fucking funding, su- suing this company and this man for this, this, and this, secret $12 million towards, you know, Borderlands advancement, fuck all that shit. The main thing they need to worry about is if this man has underage pornography in his possession. If he does, the bitch needs to die at the stake, balls castrated burned a stake in his rear. I don't give a shit what it is, but it needs to go. But this is just an allegation. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's an allegation. It has been said a couple of times by a good chunk of people, even people that are against Pitchford in this aspect, that they don't think that he would have anything like this. I've met Randy Pitchford personally a couple of times, and I would be very surprised that this allegation would be true um, because the type of person that he is. Um, But also there's other people that I know in the industry that formerly have worked for him that have made comments that after this situation occurred, that used to be a VP at his company had stated a lot of this situation that's going on is true right now that he has had, but you know, it's a weird situation too, because both of them used to be business partners. So, it's just a whole bunch of shit. You know what I'm saying? No, and I, I it's know it's a lot it is. of fucking shit. It's a lot of shit going on, and and I hope I hope for him and his family that his allegations aren't true. Yeah, but if they are, I know, I know. Mm. I I think everybody is in the same exact position that really hope these allegations aren't true. Um, but it's just a lot of shit, man. It really is. It's just so much stuff that I remember originally whenever the story broke that this money was taken from him and his family, me and Bolts were like, wow, that's crazy. And then this countersuit happened and whatever else. I think both parties are probably at fault with this aspect whenever it comes down to finances and money and all that stuff. I think a lot of this stuff financially with the, the money in these companies whatever happened a lot more than what we expect. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So... Uh, people taking secret bonuses and all this other stuff. I think, I think it is a lot more of a normal thing than what people think. So I wouldn't be shocked about stuff like that. And that's nothing against his character because I honestly believe that type of stuff happens all the fucking time. Right, um, right, under, right. Uh, off the book, under the table type of, you know, inva- advancements to try to get things further along or keep people at companies or whatever. So I don't know, man. It's just a nasty crazy situation that i hope eventually gets fixed so moving on from that into a pretty crazy uh news topic bandai namco has announced that they will be working on a new dragon ball z action rpg that's coming out in 2019 there's no real 
Um, there's no real uh, information about this, but they said that there will uh, be more information revealed January 26th through 27th at the Dragon Ball Fighters World Tournament. Um, so it is called at this time Dragon Ball Game Project Z Action RPG. <laughs> 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 keep the name. Just keep it as it is. Oh, no shit, right? Oh, man. So, uh, I don't know, man. What do you... I know you're not, like, the biggest Dragon Ball fan, but what do you, what would you like to see out of this type of RPG-style game? Man, I, I don't know. It's 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 going to be tough because there's, there's, there's so many... There's so many storylines. There's so many characters. There's so many different universes there's so there's so much when it go f- coming from an anime like this that you're trying to you're gonna put in a game you can only put so much yeah and the stuff you put in is probably gonna be hated by some people that are gonna play the game you know do, it's it's like h- how are they gonna do it are you gonna be like are you gonna play as as, as a goku or are you gonna play as a gohan um, where you're just, you know, you, you take Gohan when he's little and you go through whatever you got to do to face whoever you got to face, you know, to a certain point, you know, so it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be tricky. I just hope that they don't do what they're probably going to. I really hope that they don't do create your own character and go about in the Dragon Ball universe. You think that's what's going to happen? I mean, if 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 you honestly sit here and think about it, everybody 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 knows Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball GT, Dragon Ball Super, all that stuff. Everybody knows the stories, knows the characters. So it's going to be hard to sell them a create a character, go travel the world, yeah, or the universes. Okay, that's going to be tough. Now you know, m- m- most of the time when a Dragon Ball Z co- game comes out, it's it's a fighting game, you know, just like Naruto and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Bleach. Uh, when, when it came out on the PS3, I forget what the Beach uh, Revelations. I can't remember what it was called, but Bleach came out on the PS3, yeah. and it had it, it. It wasn't a fighting game. It was a storyline for for Ichigo, and it, and they they tried to shove so much of the story <laughs> into the game. It was crap. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So it's it's going to be really really tricky how they want to produce this, develop it, and how they sell it to the fans. Yeah. Because I mean, you could take you could you, you might be able to take the entire like um, Dragon Ball Z series and put it into a game. Uh-huh. You know, all the way from 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 the, from, from the, the beginning. Vegeta, yeah, from Vegeta to Boo. You know, yeah. it's going to be tough. Yeah. You know, or you you ha, ha, and then after that, you know. Everybody's gonna be well. Well, let's let's go, let's go to Dragon Ball, you know, GT or Dragon Ball Super or something like that. It's just it's gonna be fucking tough. It is gonna be hard to make it a, a good and successful game because I agree with Bolts. I think that you know everyone knows what's going on. There's always a possibility of new additions to the story and whatever else. But if they're gonna make it an RPG, I would like them to make it an open world RPG. Don't make it a on the rails level by level RPG because I don't know, man. That's just me. I'm iffy about it. We'll just have to wait until we get a little bit more information. So, bad news, people. It has been reported that EA has canceled the open-world Star Wars game that was originally uh, being created by Annie, uh, Amy Hennig's uh, studios. So, <sighs> EA, EA ran out of money because they couldn't get enough microtransactions from Battle, yeah. Battlefront. <laughs> 
so 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 they had to cancel it. See, they were they were relying on those funds. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> that's why they had to put. That's why when they you know stopped doing microtransactions, they brought it back because they started developing this game, and then they didn't get enough, so they had to quit this game. It's it's just a vicious circle for EA. Well, it was back in May 2013. Electronic Arts signed a 10-year exclusive deal for non-Lego console and PC Star Wars titles, of which five years have passed and we've had two fucking games. Yeah, you suck, Wang. It is so crazy to me, bro. And somebody posted this out and about on Twitter um, and said, EA, uh, EA's Star Wars games so far, even though they haven't been the most fulfilling, look beautiful. But it's almost like that's what they've only soaked their time into, making these games look just gorgeous. Battlefront 2 is a beautiful game. Outside of those fucking pigeons. I don't know if you've seen that or not, but these fucking doves and pigeons, they like randomly float out of the ground and fly up in the air. Outside of those, the game is beautiful. But the fact of the matter that like from 2000 to 2008, LucasArts had a, had a deal with all these different publishers to make different games and we got like 15 to 20 Star Wars games in between a five year span and with this five year span we've literally we've got two fucking games it's so upsetting and it doesn't it just doesn't make sense to me at all um, I wish they would have just left Amy Hennig and her studio alone let her do what she was doing instead of coming in and trying to say well that's not up to what we wanted wanted it to be you know what i'm saying oh absolutely and and the sad part about it the best star Wars games are, are on the ps2 or the original xbox and 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 you have you have one on the on xbox 360 and ps3 which is this, which is the force unleashed yeah you know not to their old republic the original battlefronts man that shit was good yeah that shit was amazing and EA has just completely fucked off. Yeah, and it's, it's just crazy. It's to fucking me. ridiculous. It is ridiculous, and I really hope they get this figure, figured out because um, EA has announced that uh, Star Wars Jedi: The Fallen Order uh, by Titanfall developer Respawn is scheduled to release in 2019. But I just I hope it's a good game, man. I hope it's a good game. I hope it doesn't get pushed off because if it does, fans are going to be pissed. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So. Last news topic. Um, this is from the 12th, and this is actually uh, quoted from comicbooks.com forward slash WGG or WWG. That's what good, what's good game. Uh, <laughs> what I said at first. Uh, the first trailer of the Minecraft inspired game Hytale has a total of 31 million views in less than 30 days. So what's crazy, the reason why I'm bringing this up, I didn't even know about this game. I didn't even know this game was in existence until someone tweeted it out about, oh, look at this, it's got 31 million views, that's crazy. This fucking game has shook me to my soul. I am like, me and my wife used to play Minecraft constantly, and the reason why I got so bored with Minecraft is because there wasn't like, I mean, you could only He has build. no creativity. Exactly. <laughs> um, you could build and you could do stuff like this, but there wasn't like adventure. There wasn't like if you go to new areas, there's new enemies to face, and you can go on quests with your characters or whatever. That was just aggravating to me because the Minecraft world is such an expansive one. And in this, this is what it's all about, bro. This is like this game, Hytale, is supposed to be about questing with your friends and going and exploring and finding 
new areas that have goblins and these, you know, different creatures to fight and spiders and, you know, um, you know, giant trolls that you can take on, new weaponry, loot boxes. There's even an area that has, uh, you know, it does have community servers. There's an area that, like, you and your friends can, like, go to a theater and, like, watch YouTube videos and shit together. There's mini games in there as well to where you can have all different types of stuff. They're letting mods be able to uh, be done in the game. Full creativity and customization for your character. Um, you can make movies in-game. You can do scripting. You could do pretty much everything that you've wanted to do in a Minecraft game you could do in this game. And it looks unbelievable. Now, the game is only, at this point in time, set uh, for PC. Um, but I really hope it gets I don't think that'll game. last long. I, I think, with, with, I mean, come on, the, 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 the trailer itself has 31 million views. Yeah. So, I mean, yes, it's going to be on the PC, but I, I can see it shortly, shortly. If not for the, for this gen consoles, definitely for the next gen. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that it, we're going to see this thing come to, come to consoles eventually. And it just looks so, so good. So, uh, I am very, very excited for what is to come with this game um, and especially playing it with, you know, Dara and even Bolts, maybe. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. So we can do what the fuck is wrong with you, bro? Like that, so. And that would that, that would be that's the that would be the ultimate multiplayer game, bro. Yeah. You know, going there, building up our, our little village, going out on quests, getting shit, coming back, you know, man. Yeah. Polygamy, bro. <laughs> oh my god um so that is it for our news topics um we're going to take a quick minute uh or music minute to break and whenever we come back we're going to talk about our experience with dragon ball super broly also we're going to talk about things that could change in the industry and we're going to do uh, something that we haven't done in a while a head-to-head so we'll be right back after this.
So as I said, we got some good topics to talk about this afternoon in the post-news show. Um, Dragon Ball Super Broly. Me, Dara, and Boltz went and saw it the other day. It is a retailing of the Broly saga and a new introduction to the Super Series. So I had my... um, I had my reserves about this movie because Resurrection of F was not as good as Battle of Gods. Um, and I thought that I was going to be somewhat um, somewhat disappointed with this movie. And it met my ex- ex- expectations, if not exceeded my expectations. The animation of this movie, the storytelling, the way they introduced Broly into the Super Series... Um, was just it really made it for me bolts even though you're not a dragon ball fan what did you think about the dragon ball super broly movie uh, as a movie it was it was absolutely absolutely freaking great it really was um it, it had everything you need you wanted from from something that is that is a high octane anime that is dragon ball yeah you yeah. got the story of broly you got the story of um a broly's dad you know um the freezer force, you know, planet Vegeta, you got all that backstory. Boom, 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 boom. Now, now don't get shit twisted. People. I, I may not like dragon ball, but I do know the stories. Yeah. So I, I've done my research and, on that stuff. And I thought that was great too. Like I didn't expect to see so much of a backlog on the story. Oh yeah. I mean, you know? I mean, they, they brought in, they brought in Goku's family. They brought in Radix. They brought in, you know, it was, it was, it was a whole culmination of a lot of shit. And about thirty minutes before before Broly grew up, basically, that you got. And yeah. and regardless if you, if you pay attention, if you did or didn't pay attention to the Dragon Ball Z series, you could you could get the gist of what was going on in about those first thirty minutes. Yeah. So you know, um, but the movie itself was was high octane. It gave it gave the fans what they wanted. They wanted to see Vegeta transform. They wanted to see Goku transform. They wanted to see Broly absolutely transform. <laughs> and it was and it was probably a, a forty five minute battle that was just that was, it was epic just, from start to finish. That's it. Um now of course I don't want to give away like a ton of spoilers for the end of the movie and how it ends and whatever, but the battle scenes were just great. The animation was really good. Now, I do have one complaint. There's a couple times they put some CGI in there that was questionable. I don't know if Bolts agrees with me on that, but the CGI was just subpar, I guess. So it kind of just it took me out of it for a second, but then they switched it back to regular animation. I was like, oh, okay. Now, I've seen CGI in the previous films. Uh they had a very small amount of it in Battle of Gods. They had more in Resurrection F. And then, and then in this one, in Super Broly, there was a good little chunk of times that they're, like, floating through all this other stuff and fighting each other in the sky. And there's a little bit of CGI, and I was like, that doesn't look very good. <laughs> so that kind of took me out of it. But I have to agree with Bolts. It was, like, high-octane, fast-paced action from start to finish. I mean, it was great. The color schemes that they used for the characters, the animation style, it also, it was weird. It was like they used three different animation styles at one time. They had, like, the original animation style from, like, Dragon Ball. They had the new animation style. Then they had the original Dragon Ball Z style. It was like a mixture and culmination of, like, everything that we have seen from Dragon Ball, like, all merged together. Yep. Um, so... 
I thought it was a pretty great movie. Now, if there was something that you would have liked to see, Bolts, uh, that you didn't see, what what would you say it would be? Uh, honestly, I, th- I think for what the for for the restory of Broly, what you got is exactly what what I expected and what I wanted. Yeah, so, yeah, there's and really I, wasn't much I would change. Yeah, I have to agree with you, man. I think I was uh fairly surprised the way that they did it the the addition um into this new um series with super um and it gets me super hyped for for a new season of super and also um more movies because they're saying that they're they're, depending on how it goes there's going to be more movies uh from from you know toy animation Day one of it releasing, it already the box office hit 5.5 million. So for an animated film that was probably only shown in like certain areas of the country, that's pretty fucking big. Uh, yeah. So it beca- uh, because it only appeals to a certain crowd. Yeah. And that just that just shows you the love for it. Yeah. And when I talked to some of the people up there at the local studio movie grill in Tyler, they had said all three showings were completely sold out. Hell, it took. So. I, we almost we almost didn't get a seat, bro. Yeah. True. Um, so, all right, moving on to the next topic, real talk. It's time for some real talk right here on the Second Opinion Podcast. Uh, if you could change one thing about the video games industry, what would it be? Um, about the industry? Yeah, just as a whole. As a whole. Um, I, to me, it would have to be us. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. And because our expectations are absolutely fucking unreal, yeah. man. Um, we expect these companies, when they when they make something, we expect this shit to be on blast all the time. And and, and for the most part, I in, in some cases, it absolutely should. But, man, we are, we are, we are impatient. We, we, are just, we are assholes, man. We are absolutely assholes. You know, these companies spend this time and these effort and this money, blood, sweat, tears, time away from family to develop and make these games. And when they do, when they when they deliver it, we bitch about the price, we bitch about this, we bitch about this, and we bitch about that, and over here and some of this up there. You know, and it's and and we just need to just shut up. I mean, we we have a voice absolutely, and we need a voice that you know we need to let let our voices be heard for the most part. But every fucking thing, give me a break. Yeah, you know it's just like you know, you know, uh, uh, whenever it was last month or a couple, I can't remember exactly. The Spider-Man shit. Uh, the Spider-Man that. shit. Really, who gives a shit about some damn Tobey Maguire spider suit? Wham! Big fucking deal. You have an amazing game to play. An amazing game with like what was it like 50, 20, 20, 30 different suits that you can choose from, yeah. and you're bitching about one. Give me a fucking break. Now going back to the Diablo. Immortal release, big fucking deal. You didn't get your, you didn't get. We didn't get our announcement of Diablo Four. We know it's coming, so quit your bitch and sit back, be patient. We, as a whole, as consumers, we can voice our opinion, but we need to, we need to control that voice to a certain extent. Because as as much as you know, it's just like the Mortal Kombat thing we're talking about today. You know, me as a customer, I want fucking more. You're not giving me more, so what the fuck? You know, that's what I'm saying. We, we 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 should take a step back and just kind of look at okay these people are doing this this and this to give us this this and this, and we need to be thankful for the well, most I part. I appreciate you calling out yourself, bro. Well, I mean that's just how it is. Yeah, real talk, bro. Real talk, baby. 
All right, so real talk uh, on my perspective. I believe Bolts needs to shut the fuck up. No. <laughs> I was, I was, I was waiting for you to say that. No, I was, I actually, uh, man, I would say, um, Bolts pretty much grabbed something that I was going to say. So if I, to, to say something that Bolts didn't, I would say if I could change anything, I would change stockholders in the games industry. These people that have stock in these companies yeah, that buddy. come out and say, "All right, so what kind of game do you have today?" It's like, "Well, it's this game. It's open world. You can like travel from here to there, blah 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 blah, and show them the graphics." They're like, "Man, that's crazy. How can we make money off of this? Tell us how we can make this microtransactions." Yeah, exactly. There's so many times that a lot of these companies are pressured into doing something that they don't want to do. Um, by publishers or stockholders or whatever else. We just saw, we talked about it on the last episode, Bungie splitting away from Activision so they can have the right to do what they want with their game. And we need to see more stuff like this happen. I'm not saying video game companies come out and split from their partnerships or whatever so they can do more, but I want game developers to have more freedom of creation. Um, I think that's one of the problems with the industry is that things have moved down into more of a money-based thing uh, to where you it's like you always see the meme of like the hamburger, you know, 2001 compared to 2017 or 18 or whatever. And it shows hamburger back in the day, which is basically, you know, a video game. And it's, you know, you pay one price and you get this big juicy burger. But now... To get that full burger experience, you have to pay for the patty, for the bun, for the lettuce, for the tomato, you know, for the cheese. You want extra mustard on that because that's going to be an additional blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? So that's my thing. Give some of these developers more control and more freedom to make the games that they can make. And I promise you, you'll make more money. You release a game that is fully developed from day one and not rushed out not told to do things that they didn't want to do. I'm telling you right now, people, obviously, still to this point, we don't know what the fuck is going on with Death Stranding, but I'm telling you, it's going to be a fucking amazing game because Hideo Kojima is doing it with his studio at his pace, by his time, no leaks, no information has been even brought out about this game outside of what he wanted brought out. It's going to be amazing. So. And, 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 and see, that's the thing. You know, these these... These companies, these developers, and these and these designers and stuff—they know what the fuck they're doing, and they yeah. do this for a living for exactly. a reason, you know. Yep, I totally agree, bro. So give them more freedom, give them time as well, and that cuts back to what T, uh, what TJ, what Bolt said. Us as fans need to give them time. Um, people that have been patient. Um, always, you know, patience is a virtue. It's like the old saying goes. So it also comes down with Kingdom Hearts 3. Yes, I would love to see Kingdom Hearts 3 come out earlier, but it's releasing this coming, you know, two weeks, I think. Ten days is when it releases. That's super crazy. Kingdom Hearts 3 is going to release in ten days. And they pushed it back the time that they did, but it's going to come out as a great game. I would be very surprised if it wasn't. Um, but we just have to give these developers time and the stockholders need to do the same exact thing. You know, these publishing companies need to do the same exact thing. 
Stop putting unrealistic goals on these people, on these human beings that work their ass off and pour their lifeblood into video games. And 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 going back to that, as as consumers and stuff like that, we we can sit there and be patient, and sometimes it's gonna bite us in the ass. You know, <clears throat> too human for ten years. <laughs> Enough said. Sometimes it bites you in the ass, and you know what? You go out, you purchase the game. And you bring it back within an hour and a half, and then you, you just, just move on. You move on, <laughs> and that's exactly what I had to do. Oh but, my god! But that's the truth, you know. To you, you just be patient. Wait for the good stuff to come because it's coming. It just because they don't put it out when you think it should come out yeah. doesn't mean it should come out. So just be patient. Yeah. Stockholders, be patient. Let the people do what they do. I agree. Um, all right, so now it's time for the head-to-head. It's been some time since we've done a head-to-head. Um, I think me and Bolt have done one before. TJ and me did one before, and before that it I was think, I think we do head-to-head on a... No, that's something different. Oh, my bad. That's my personal. Bad. Keep my that bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, y'all. What's wrong with you? Um, all right, so this is a topic that me and Bolts have talked about for quite some time. <laughs> about to get real up in this bitch. <laughs> Remakes in video games. What is acceptable? So I'm going to go first on this. Yep. <laughs> Holt is covering his face up right now. Um, remakes in video games. I'm going to tell you what I think is acceptable. Um, I think the fact of a remake as in Spyro, Crash, um, RD, uh, uh, RDR2, um, Resident Evil 2, these games that are be- getting built from the ground up. Shadow of the Colossus. Um, they're being built from the ground up. From ex- Of course, the games have already been released. Even with Medieval, they're doing the same thing. These games have been released, but they're being built from the ground up, re-released, so you can, as a fan, you can experience this game in better visuals, better than you previously did, and people that didn't originally play these games can uh, play these games as well. Now... When it comes down to HD remakes or HD re-releases, I don't really consider those remakes in video games. Um, Onimusha Warlords just launched, and it is um, it got some you know pretty good reviews. It's re-released in HD. Um, there was not a graphical rebuild of it, but the game released at nineteen ninety nine, and I think that's a fair price for what it is. Um, and, you know, it's not the best game in the world, but I, I plan on buying it hopefully in the next couple of weeks. Um, and uh, it's just one of those games that's very near and dear to my heart. The fact that they re-released it, I will be playing it. It's been a while since I've played it. But when it comes down to remakes, I think it should be totally acceptable for these studios to bring this stuff out. Um, especially whenever it comes down to, like, RDR2 that... Or, God, stop saying that, Caleb. Resident Evil 2 that they are not only just re-releasing the game, they're rethinking the game from the ground up and making it even better than it previously was. So, alright, Bolts. Your turn to jump on the fence. <laughs> okay. Um, <sighs> remakes. I'm not a big fan of remakes. Um, I do I do, I do, do believe in some cases it, it would be acceptable. Um, but I guess it's more or less acceptable acceptable to what I think they should remake. <laughs> I guess you could say that, that's <laughs> that, a better understanding. Yeah. Um, 
I, I just I, to to me the these these developers and companies and stuff like that they take time to to remake a game that we've already played. Okay, um, for the most part that mo- most of us have already played. Um, of course, the newer generation, the millennials, Gen X, however you want to call it, they didn't get a chance to play these games. I understand that, um, but instead, you know, instead of completely just rebuilding a game that was back in the early '90s, mid '90s. You know, just find some way to continue the story to the to the new age. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Um, re- remakes. There's certain games that should be remade. I think there should be a slew of PS1 games that need to be remade. Because just, what are some what are some that could come to mind right now that you would like to see? The Legends of Dragoon. Yeah. Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. Final Fantasy Seven and Eight. Yeah. Chrono Trigger. I mean, it and 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 yes, I I am happy that Resident Evil Two is remade. Yeah. Absolutely, completely remade from the ground up because people will get to experience what we experienced, what we know of what a, an amazing Resident Evil game is. Because for the most part, other than four, you have five and six. <laughs> Holy shit! And then seven was amazing. Yeah. Okay, but, uh, but. After other than four, you had, you had Resident Evil, Resident Evil Two, Resident Evil Three, which were you know, and then Resident Evil Four, and then you had five and six were which were on the 360 and the PS3, which were fucking garbage. Yeah, straight garbage. I don't care what anybody says; they were they were trash. They are not the Resident Evil games that we know what we love. Resident Evil Seven was a, an amazing, amazing twist and turn on the whole Resident Evil story, which oh, was yeah. it was awesome. It was freaking awesome. But but that's not the Raccoon City Resident Evil that we know. Yeah, that's, that's not that's not the Leons and the Redfields and stuff yeah. like that that these millennials need to experience. Yeah. So Resident Evil Two being remade, yes, I'm I'm not a big fan of it, but I don't I for for them for them people, I don't care if it was remade because they're going to go play it and they're going to experience it and they're going to see what we experience, but they're going to get a better better visual of it. Yeah. So, um. Back to back to what is acceptable. I think it has to be a, a, a huge, huge mainstream game. In, in, okay. in my eyes, you know, um, as far as like the N sixty four and the Super Nintendo, I don't necessarily know if it would be hard to reproduce some of those games because those are only for the Switch. Yeah, you know, like the, the Resident Evil series for the most part. Yes, it was on the PS one, but you know, it eventually went to the, the Xbox and so on and so forth. Metal Gear Solid the same way. Final Fantasy the same way, shit like that. But PS One had so many badass fucking titles, legendary titles, epic titles. I totally agree. That bro. need little TLC, little tender love and care. They do, man. And 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 stuff like that. I would I'd be absolutely okay with. Yeah. But bringing back a Spyro, the. A Crash Bandicoot blood. But you don't think Spyro and Crash Bandicoot were like big ass titles for the PlayStation One? They were some of the highest selling games on I, and, that and, system. And I understand, but to me, like I said, to me they weren't. I didn't play. I didn't play Spyro. I didn't play Crash Bandicoot. I thought they were stupid. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, even as a little kid, I didn't play them. Yeah. You know, that was just me. To me, to me, you could develop a game with the with the same. <laughs> Hold on, listen. This day and age, you can develop a game with the same type of what Spyro does and what Crash Bandicoot they does. Did. And it was called Banjo Kazooie and Conker's Fur Bad Fur Day. And but that was pin- on the- Pinata. 
Pinata. Viva Pinata. Oh, people love Pinata. Uh, I'm saying Pinata. those were those those were games that were inspired by games like Crash Bandicoot. Exactly. And no, that's what I'm saying. You, you can develop games with the same easy platform that Spyro and Crash Bandicoot was. You don't yeah. have to go back and remake them when you could have taken the time and effort to remake a Chrono Trigger or a Legends I of Dragon. You know what? I guess I, I agree with you. I I personally like the Spyro remake. But I guess I, I understand what you're coming from. You're saying it in the aspect of like, you're saying it in the aspect of, it's not that they're bad games. It's just that you wish that these developers would have focused more on, on the big, on an, big yeah. games. Come yeah, on, yeah, yeah. Pe- people have been crying for Final Fantasy VII for how many years? Well, they're, I mean, they're doing Final I, Fantasy exactly, VII, but, but it's just, it's, it, and they're dragging their fucking ball sack across the ground about doing yeah, it. Yeah. You know. People have been begging for what? A Metal Gear game. You got Metal Gear Saw Survive. I mean, come on, bro. Really? A, re- a remake of the... Of the, <laughs> the a re- it's so true. It is true. A re- Fuck that game. A remake of Metal Gear Solid on the, P- on the PS1 would yeah. have been 47,000 times better than what Survive would have produced. I agree, bro. I totally agree. You know? Come on, though. Well, shit, I thought you and me were going to get a more fucking argument on this uh, one. I didn't no, think no. That we were going to be right. We're just, it's just, it's just how we look at things, man. You know? Yeah. Fuck you, Bolt. Love you, dog. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, guys, this is episode 246 of the Second Opinion Podcast. It's not the biggest format change, but it's something a little different um, that we're trying to do um, and trying to make more content for you guys. I'll be doing more streaming over the next few weeks on Cinelinks, uh, or well, on twitch.tv forward slash Cinelinks. And writing more articles. Me and Bolts are going to be writing some more articles as well. Trying to get some stuff posted through Cinelinks.com to get ready for some events. Um, but shout outs, Bolts. Do you have any shout outs that you would like to say today? Shout outs. Shout outs. Shout outs. The boys out there grinding. Grinding. No, um, just the, once again, um, everybody who, who listens to the podcast listens to our voice you can't ever escape our voices it'll be in your head forever <laughs> no for real just thank you for listening thank you for uh letting us be a part of your life accepting us as one one being shout outs to everybody bro <laughs> well shout outs uh to bolt shout outs to my boy tj aka t spray spray um i know he it was kind of a last minute thing, but he's pretty tired right now. Work has been killing him and me both. It's been pretty crazy recently, but um, uh, shout outs to everybody that tunes in and shows their love. Shout outs to the whole Cineleaks crew. Uh, make sure to check us out. Cineleaks.com for some of the latest and greatest geek news, movie news, and gaming news. Great content and great content creators right over at Cineleaks. Check back next week for another episode of the podcast, some live streams, and some other content from Bolts and me through Second Opinion and the entire Cinelinks crew. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Peace out. Peace.